0: Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Hey guys, we're back at it again.
1: Welcome back.
0: And we're continuing our trigger series. Yes. And what what do we got in store for our listeners in this podcast?
1: It's all about disarming your triggers. So... I mean, that's what everybody wants to know. Like, what am I supposed to do with them? So I think this is going to be a great podcast.
0: Yeah, I think there's a continuation, right? With the podcast we did before, we talked about what triggers are, how to kind of recognize them. So now we're moving forward, right? Now that we've recognized our triggers, it's a process, right? It takes time of being self-aware to start to see these things, right? But once you do, once you have that basis, What's the next step? And that's what we're talking about.
1: Exactly. And I know somebody right now is going to say, but Courtney, don't you always say that triggers reveal what we need to heal? So why would we disarm them? It's like, oh, great. I'm glad that you asked. Yes. They do reveal what we need to heal. And yes, we need to pay attention to them, but they don't need to control you or dictate how you're going to respond to situations. So allow the trigger to come, but disarm it so that it doesn't dictate your next move, which is where the shame comes when we overreact or what have you. So that's, that's why it's important to learn to disarm. It gives you a sense of power and it also kind of validates what's going on underneath.
0: And that's like what we said in the previous podcast. That is what healing looks like. That is what healing is. It's not that the triggers you know, disappear magically. It's not that no one's ever going to trigger you again. It's that you are taking the power away from the trigger, right? Disarming it is, in essence, taking control of it and not allowing it to control you.
1: Exactly. It's 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 giving you a little nurturance. It's like, okay, I hear you. Let me rock you now. and Let me kind of take care of this. I got it from here. And it's really important that we learn to disarm because our reactions can leave us feeling out of control and embarrassed and shameful. And so this is something that will come from it. When you learn to disarm, you're not going to be like, man, I shouldn't have lashed out like that or... Oh, my inner child, you're not gonna have that shame and just pure shitty feeling that you get, you know, so that's what disarming gives you. And learning to shift your emotional responses gives you that sense of power and healing and control, despite the uncomfortable emotions that come with it. So I think that that's kind of where most of us are, at least I've been, you know, working through this healing journey is like, it's working on the disarming piece. You know, it took forever to understand the why and it took forever to understand where they come from. And now it's like, okay, great. Now we can do something with it.
0: Or just to even know that they was there. Right. It took a long time for you to recognize that you were actually triggered. Right. You have these responses and you weren't aware. Even me, like we we found out a trigger of mine a couple months ago. Which one? (laughs) Um,
1: Lack of control. You're just feeling like if things are out of control or chaotic situations, chaos just makes you feel chaos. So when I'd say to you like, hey, you'd you'd say, honey, what I need to know, I don't need to know that everything's going to be all right. I already know that. I just don't like feeling out of control. So if I feel that, I'll say to you, you know, hey, everything's all right. So everything's in control.
0: Yeah, and that's the way you disarm me, right? And that's something we're going to get into in our next podcast, right? Finding the triggers in others and disarming them. But right now we're dealing with ourselves, right? Understanding the first step, obviously, is identifying what those triggers are. And then once you've identified that, we disarm ourselves. So again, it's not about not being triggered. It's not allowing that trigger to control us. So in your case, I remember when you were triggered, it might have taken days for you to really kind of
1: oh my get God. back
0: to you know a sense of balance, right? Because you were off the deep end one way or the other, emotionally, I was literally
1: drowning, and emotionally,
0: just, yeah, yeah. And it took a long time for you to recover, and that led to more arguments and led to more triggers. Um, and now, effectively, you know, you you would still get triggered by certain things. Oh, we yeah. saw that in the in the previous podcast, right? You were triggered, but you were able to identify and you disarmed yourself. You did the cognitive reframing, right? So you were able to push through that trigger, right, and get to the other end. And that's something that normally could take literally days. And for a lot of us, it takes a long time once we are triggered to get to that point.
1: I was triggered earlier about something, but I, right away I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm triggered right now about something. I mean, it didn't really help the conversation that we had to have, but I knew right away that I was triggered. Whereas before it would like be like five days and you'd be like, you know, this has nothing to do with this right now. This was five days ago when I said blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, crap. And I'd have to emotionally go back five days to figure out what the hell happened there And it just felt like I was just this never ending cycle of just drowning. But now it's like, oh, I'm triggered. I can feel it right away. And does it feel any better? Nope. However, the quicker I can realize, the quicker I can disarm, the faster I can move forward so I'm not drowning for an extra five days for no reason. So that's what this podcast is going to help you do. It's going to help you get out of the deep end a lot quicker. It doesn't prevent you from going in the deep end. But it's going to get you out a lot quicker, get you the lesson that you need to learn and really kind of help you kind of lose the shame and lose the embarrassment and all the feelings that come. Teach you some compassion.
0: And just like you say, right, triggers are the things we need to heal. Once we start, once we disarm, then we can start to heal those those things that are causing these triggers. And then you'll you'll be triggered less. Obviously, again they never go away and certain things will trigger you in certain different ways but once we recognize those things and are able to disarm ourselves then that's the that's just one step closer to that ultimate goal of healed right which again it's always a work in progress
1: exactly so part of this is kind of learning when it's time to disarm cuz some triggers that we're going to have are like ooh that's a trigger of mine. This is something that I can kind of work through on my own at another point. And then there's like, oops, this is something that I need to disarm. So right now I'm gonna kind of go into the signs to you know, prepare yourself, oh, it's ready to disarm. And I'm gonna tell you that one of the first signs that your body will get, it will be a somatic symptom. You'll feel something in your body. Your heart starts to palpitate differently your stomach starts to tighten, your chest, your hands get all sweaty. It'll be something somatic. And if we skip the somatic piece, we're going to go right into an immediate need to want to lunge emotionally at that person. I'm talking like you want to throttle them emotionally. It just is a strong reaction. That's one of the top signs that you know that you have been triggered.
0: Now that, but that can be like an aggressive, like my trigger, obviously it triggers anger, but in some people it doesn't, right? It's, it's, the inward sometimes aggression towards yourself sometimes is, is, is a symptom, correct?
1: Yeah. You know, oftentimes, you know, if it depends on if if you're in the fight or flight or the freeze and fawn, you know, if you go into hypo arousal, sometimes when I'm triggered, I, I may not want to lunge emotionally. I want to, you know, emotionally lunge into a hole somewhere by myself where don't see me, don't look at me. I just want to run away. I just want everything to change. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I, this conversation's done and over with. You're not listening to me. It's immediately how can I get away from? So, those are the two extremes. I want to lunge at you emotionally, or I want to emotionally lunge into a hole somewhere. Yeah, you it want to be, run away because, exactly. yeah,
0: it triggers that fear response you may be a little bit more like me and respond in a in a forceful aggressive way or you might retreat and say oh i got to get out of this situation and 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 you know run run away or you know the other one of obviously is the freeze right you don't want to you you don't want to move either way like you feel like you're paralyzed that's again another response from being triggered
1: now i'm going to take it a step further is that as you start to heal and you're going through this healing journey and stuff you may see that you respond differently so If my go-to is to go crawl in a hole somewhere and just freeze and disassociate and be a dare in headlights, but then all of a sudden I'm having a conversation and I'm triggered and my first response is to lunge at someone, that change in emotional rate of how you address a situation is also a sign. Ooh, I need to disarm myself. So if it's out of character for you, that's also a sign that it's 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 time to do something different.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened earlier, right? That you were yeah. A you bit told me I was being aggressive, and, you and I got was like, a little aggressive, yeah. yeah. It's
1: not aggressive. I thought it was being direct. I don't. I didn't know, and I could see in your face when I said that to you that it disarmed you a little bit, where you were like, oh, she really wasn't coming at me. She honestly just didn't know, and. Can we have a round of applause here? Because that means that that's another step in my healing journey that I didn't go into hypoarousal state where I wanted to freeze. I went to the the opposite, except I didn't need to go there. But that's a good sign. That means that my body's trying to shift how it responds to things. And I'm going to take that as, I'm going to throw that in the bag as a win.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with that sentiment. Absolutely.
1: So the next thing you want to start thinking about too is um, the feeling of wanting to take a tantrum. Like if you literally just, if your hands go into a fist and you just want to take a tantrum or you want to just start crying and you want to stomp or you just feel like doing that, that's another sign that, you know, we've gone too far here. We need to kind of pull ourselves back. We need to take our hands out of fist mode and, you know, kind of take a breath here. And the other thing is, is temperature change. If you start to feel like your body's getting really hot, Or you start to feel like you're sweating. Or for some people, they can actually start to get cold and shiver. It's really crazy how triggers can work for people. But these signs and symptoms that we're talking about, you still have a little bit of a leeway when you're at this point to disarm them and do something about it, even though it doesn't feel like it in the moment. Another sign to look for is people pleasing right? If you're in a situation and someone triggers you, maybe it's a loud voice or maybe they say something that triggers how you felt when you were younger and and the situation starts to feel unsafe. You may want to go into people pleasing. You may start telling a joke. You may lighten up the mood a little bit. You may smile. You may make fun of yourself. You'll do things to try to lighten the mood. and Let me please this person. Let me make sure that they're okay because I'm feeling unsafe right now. And that's when you can feel like, socially awkward you know these these weird little signs that come up i used to do that so that's why i'm using this as an example like if you were upset and you were angry and you were just talking about something and then i felt triggered because it was me with my dad when i was little i sometimes would try to make you laugh or i would try to listen to like what you were saying and like be like oh like is this what you're saying or something like that i could see how i would act or i would act more childlike and oh it gives me the 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 chills just to think about that, like nails on a chalkboard. But that was just a sign that I was triggered and I was just trying to lighten the mood so that I could feel safe. So when you see yourself doing that, you can kind of take a step back. That's that's time to disarm.
0: So just to clarify for our listeners, of course, these are all the signs of when your trigger has got to the point where it you need to disarm before you go down the the deep end of course where again it may take you you know hours or days or even weeks to recover from uh, this type of trigger so these are all the signs basically you need to be aware of once you understand that you've been triggered right and if you've been triggered and then these things are happening, then you know that, hey, I need to do something to disarm myself because I'm going down that rabbit hole, right? I'm going down that deep end and it might take me a long time to recover.
1: Yeah. And there's milliseconds, right? There's These little tiny seconds in between the initial trigger and then your reaction, right? And so it's learning to function and it's learning to say like, okay, this is where I'm at this is where I'm going, you know, and that takes self-awareness. So you definitely listen to the podcast we did on that because that's going to help you with that. But thank you for bringing that full circle and just making sure everybody understands that these are the things that we should be looking for when we're about to go off that cliff into the deep end.
0: That is exactly what it is, right? That is the self-awareness, right? Because if you're focusing on the signs, then you're not focusing on the, the emotional part. And that's where most people get in trouble, right? If you are... If you're all emotion, because this is what this is what triggers are, right? There's this emotional response to something that happened to you, right? So if you're all in your emotions and that's the only thing that you can focus on, then you you know you're down the rabbit hole. But if you can logically go through these steps and start to recognize these signs, then now you're engaging that logical part of your brain, and that is what being self aware is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll get to, you know, towards the end of the podcast, I'll, I'll get to kind of how to start actually working through that and processing through that for yourself. Yeah, so like you were saying, like with behaviors and things like that. So a trigger really is an emotional response. What happens next is the behavior. But underneath that trigger is an unmet need. There's something that happened. So once we start processing through and you have that self-awareness and you figure out what that unmet need is, we just start working on that unmet need. And eventually the trigger to the unmet need isn't as strong. You know, and that's how you learn to disarm. Sometimes disarming a trigger is going to come after the triggers happened, after the behavior, but there's work to be done that will then help the next time, that will help you subconsciously disarm the next time that you're triggered. So I think, you know, it's really important to understand that this does take time. This isn't like an overnight thing. You didn't get triggered overnight. You didn't develop the behaviors overnight. It's going to take time. You'll be at a point eventually where you can almost be running side by side with it, And then get ahead of it and there'll be other times where the trigger just took off. But as long as you can kind of understand where that's coming from, that unmet need, it'll help you disarm in the future.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. So and that's that's what disarming means, right? Is giving yourself or recognizing the unmet need and then um, logically processing through it and that's what's going to get you away from the emotional response to the trigger and you take back control of yourself that way so I think this is a good time we'll we'll pause for a quick uh, special message and then when we get back we'll talk more about disarming how to how to disarm and how to recognize that unmet need and work through it so stay with us
1: We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content, and we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support. And don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast.
0: So we've been talking about disarming triggers, or we're going to start to really talk about disarming, right? We've talked about just acknowledging the triggers and understanding like the physiological components that we will see once we are triggered and once we start to allow that trigger to emotionally take over. So now let's talk about the actual disarming. It's understanding why the trigger happened, which is the unmet need, acknowledging that, and then working through that so we can emotionally take back control.
1: Okay, so first and foremost, I think it's really important that we just talk about our little almond-shaped friend in our brain called the amygdala that causes a lot of problems. It's responsible for fight or flight. So it's important that we, in order to get ourselves out of that fight or flight, that freezer fawn, that I'm triggered, we need to engage the amygdala. Slow, breathe, reframe, right? Slow things down. So slow, breathe, reframe, S-B-R. So it's important that we think, you know the game red light, green light when you were younger growing up? Red light, green light. I like to call this yellow light. And It's something that I literally have been trying to practice. It's hard because I struggle to visualize colors and things like that. But just understanding the concept of it has been helpful. So the moment that you start to feel triggered, it's a huge sign to picture that yellow light, to picture just that slow it down. You know, and sometimes in my head, I did this once. I'm just really trying to, to figure out how, to, how this works. And then it's, it's working. Like I did it earlier. I was like, oh my God, I'm triggered right now. I, I pay attention to what's going through my body somatically. All right. I'm practicing that level of self-awareness. And right away when I started to feel my body change, I just said yellow light in my head. And I slowed it down. I just pictured myself just putting my foot on that brake slowly. And I was able to say out loud, I'm triggered. This is what happened earlier. And that's huge. And so, again, it's not going to work for everyone, but it's the concept of just go slow. The second your body shifts its feeling somatically, you feel different than what you felt a few moments ago, is an opportunity for you to say, slow down. It's no different than when you're driving in your car and all of a sudden you hear a bang in the car like, okay, well, let me just kind of slow down a little bit. I don't know what's kind of going on here. If you're practicing self-awareness and you're in your body and you're oriented to person, place, and time, and you're really focusing on how do I feel in this moment, then you're going to be able to pick up on those slight changes in your body. And when you do that, it's a perfect opportunity to say slow, yellow light. Okay. So that's something that you can practice and you can say it out loud. And when you do that, you go from right brain emotional to left brain logic. Because when you say slow down yellow light, you're going to picture that and it's going to take you out of that heightened state and that's going to help slow down the amygdala's response to fight or flight.
0: No, yeah, and that's a and that's a great analogy, right? When you hear like if you're driving in your car or if you're anywhere, you hear a, a loud bang and then you automatically, you're looking for where that noise is coming from. And that's essentially what you're doing, right? Once you you, you feel that emotional response, then it's time to, okay, let me slow down. Like, where's my temperature, right? Where is, am, am I sweating? And, you know, we go back to the first half of the podcast and go through all those uh, signs that you talked about, right? Am I in any of those? Is, if, if, am I being affected in any of that way? And that, again, allows you to regain control of your logical side of your brain because you're not focusing on the emotional. You're focusing on, okay, what is my, what physiologically, what is my body doing right now? Right, and that changes the page. Right, that changes the the response that that you're sending to your brain.
1: Now I know most people are sitting here right now, being like, "Okay, but like, what if I'm talking to someone? Like, how am I going to do all of that in a millisecond in my head?" It is okay once you feel that shift, that temperature change, whatever it is, to say, "You know what? I don't feel myself right now. I need a moment. I'll be back." It is okay to excuse yourself from a situation. that, and that's what I did earlier. I was like, you know what? We're not going to have this conversation right now. I didn't get to the point of I don't feel myself, but I knew I needed to exit. And I took some time for myself. So it's okay to say, I don't feel myself right now. I need to take a moment. You did two things. You communicated to the other person that something's not right with me right now, which if that other person's healthy, they can say, okay, something's going on for them. And two, you just validated for yourself and reassured yourself out loud that, hey, ding dong, I'm paying attention to my body. I'm self-aware in a moment, which is going to help tell your amygdala that this person's in control. We can kind of take that trigger down a little bit. Now all you're left with dealing with is the residual emotions that were brought up to the surface because of the trigger. You know, the trigger brings everything up. And now we've pulled the trigger down a little bit. And now it's like, oh, I got to deal with the emotional piece here. But it's not an exaggerated response. Okay, so that's what's really important um, to do. And the next part of this is doing the breath work. And it's hard to remember to breathe, to open your eyes. It's hard to do these things. But practice the, the box breathing. You know, in for four hold for four, out for four. And I caught myself doing that earlier when you and I were talking. I was like, and I just held my breath and I just left it out. I was just practicing my breath work. But now I'm learning to do that without having to put too much effort behind it because I already did the work. I've been doing the work. So you can see how it all kind of works in a process. You excuse yourself, you bring down that amygdala's response, you add in some nice breath work, and now you just get the emotions that you have to process through so you can get to that unmet need.
0: Yeah, and it, it takes, it's a process, right? It takes time. You're not gonna listen to this podcast and automatically be able to disarm your triggers, but it's understanding you have the knowledge now of what it kind of takes, so you can just take small steps. And the goal here isn't to disarm yourself you know, immediately because it takes a lot of time to do that. But if you can save yourself a couple hours, a couple days, a couple weeks of being triggered, right? then you're making progress. And that's, that's the whole point.
1: Yep. And it's important that once, once the trigger brings up the emotions, right? Because that's the, the trigger's job is to bring up the emotions for you to say, woohoo, something over here you still need to work on. You want to acknowledge the emotion that's underneath the trigger. Okay. Okay. I was feeling unheard. I just felt like you weren't hearing me or I, I i was feeling unheard. And when I don't feel like people are listening to me, I guess that triggers me because it brings me back to when I was younger and nobody would listen to me. So was that person not listening to me in that moment or did they say or do something that kind of brought back some memories of when I was younger? You know, that's what you just did. You just kind of validated that emotion. So here's the hard part. For some of us, we don't know what that underlying unmet need is. But if you're part of Patreon This month's newsletter was all on triggers. And guess what your 30 days of activities were to do? I made a chart for you on how to start tracking your triggers and how to start finding that unmet need. Because when you figure out is, oh, I felt shame, or I felt unheard, or I felt out of control, or I felt like I didn't have a say. When you can figure out what that is, and you can be like, oh, okay. So it was the way that you said that to me. That's how my father used to say it to me. And when he used to say that to me, I wasn't allowed to speak afterwards. You may have said the same things, but you respect me and you do appreciate when I have something to say and bring it to the table. So that was just a little bit of my inner child feeling like this looks familiar. You just worked yourself through a whole process. You just educated yourself. You just educated your partner and you just healed up a little piece of yourself that has been broken for so long. So tracking the triggers is really important and understanding what the underlying unmet need is, is the key to actually healing and disarming the trigger you know, I don't want to say permanently, but on a much grander scale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about identifying that unmet need. That's that's the hardest part of this process, right? Is getting down to that root cause, right? A lot of these can be traced down to interactions we had as as young children. And in terms of like triggers, I remember Uh, One of my big triggers, and I didn't even recognize that this was a trigger, was like early, early weekends, right? When you were getting up, I remember specifically you'd get up and you were like in a panic of let's get this the the house cleaned and and you were kind of out of control a little bit, right? Just your your own anxiety, right? And that was a trigger for me. And I didn't even recognize that it was a trigger for me until, you know, we started doing this, Right we started processing these and how i how I felt you know, I was able to to put that two and two together, right because I remember like as a as a young child, my mother would clean the house and when my mother would clean the house over the weekends, right if if something was out of order, then we'd get punished right physically a lot of the times. so again, it was that it, when I felt you. With that anxiety of, of of waking up on on a Saturday morning, it automatically and again subconsciously, nothing's gonna you're not gonna you know discipline me in any way, right? But knowing that my body just oh, I remember this, right? Yeah, that's I,
1: exactly what a trigger I,
0: is. That's exactly I remember this. And what did
1: I do once you told me that?
0: Well, I, once I recognized that that's what was going on, but and when I you told me you that, that,
1: I started to play in the mornings. I would put like. Uh, soft music, or I'd put healing frequencies on, and I remember him coming down the first that I did that. And now, guess what? I don't clean Saturday mornings. I clean during the week. I come up with my own schedule during the week. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, no. we're
0: going back to we're going we're getting back to like disarming other people's triggers. Yeah, but we'll have to talk about that. Exactly, we'll we'll save that for the next podcast. But yeah, once you understand, but it wasn't it wasn't you know I I, I love you for. For doing that, but it was really for me. It was just acknowledging that that's it what was that just the was. The awareness where exactly. your brain was like,
1: "Oh, okay, we don't have to worry about this." Exactly,
0: no more. exactly. And now, that, and that's the point we all want to get to, right? Is acknowledge that need. Where does that? Where is the root cause of the trigger? Once we acknowledge the root cause of the trigger, then we can, you know, apply that cognitive reframing to say, "I'm not in that same position. I am not." it's not the same thing. Now you can effectively start to take control of that situation and you're not, you not—you won't be as you won't be trick. I can't say that you're never going to be triggered by that again, but you'll be able to recognize it and you'll be able to disarm yourself a lot quicker.
1: Exactly. And so it's important that you track your presence and you track your triggers, and you track your emotions, track, 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 investigative journal, you're going to hear me talk about this all the time. It's really important that you stay in touch with what's coming up for you, because that brings the level of awareness higher. Three times a day, I have an alarm that goes off my phone. And this is something you can do that says, where are you at right now? How are you feeling? (laughs) Sometimes I'm just like, really, I don't want to freaking talk to you right now. But I'll answer out loud. So I encourage people to do that. Put an alarm on your phone three times a day that says, how are you feeling right now in this moment? Then you say out loud, well, you know, I'm, I'm feeling all right. I, I don't feel peeved or anything like that. I feel balanced. Great. But you know what? Midday, you might say I'm agitated. I'm on edge. I just feel freaking annoyed. I just I'm crawling out of my skin. Oh, guess what? You are now potentially disarming a future trigger because you're like, I'm already in the wrong place right now. So this means you cross me the wrong way. I'm going to be triggered and I'm going to respond and act from a different place. So if you ask yourselves, well, why am I feeling this way? We can get to that unmet need. You can handle that unmet need now. So then you're not triggered later. So if your unmet need is, is that I just haven't had any time to myself and I've been worked to the dog, I'm tired, that's your unmet need, I am tired. So you go and take a 20 minute power nap, you go and you sit down and relax, you go in and you, you read a book for 15 minutes, you do something to recharge yourself. Guess what, you've met that need. So later in the day, when your husband, your spouse, your wife, your kid asks you to do something, you're not lashing out at them because the unmet need of I'm just tired and I've been worked to a dog isn't there anymore. So that's another way to disarm triggers you actually prevented one can't always do it but knowing where you're at is key and essential and so documenting it is going to give you that timeline and when you have your timeline you can then start looking out for situations that could potentially trigger that trigger so you do some prep work beforehand and so these are all the little things that you can do to slowly start disarming your triggers educating yourself and also you know making the situations around you that much more better.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely it. Right. And if you if you guys aren't already part of the Patreon group, absolutely check out the link in the bio and go and join us at Patreon. Support us. Courtney has a great newsletter out on, on triggers that'll help you. They'll give you a much better outline of what to do and, and start that process right? of understanding what how to disarm your triggers and getting down to that root cause because ultimately that's that's it, right? If you want to take control of your triggers, that's the way you do it. You, we need to start addressing those unmet needs. So I think that we're going to end it here. And I hope you guys got a, a lot of good information from us. Stay tuned to our next podcast, which is disarming other people's triggers. So stay with us for that till next time.
1: So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com.
0: We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.